Well, good morning and happy new year. My question is, is it? <laughs> One of my favorite writers um, who I often enjoy quoting is a man by the name of Soren Kierkegaard. And he made the comment, life can only be understood backwards, but it has to be lived forwards. So one of the things we're going to be doing this morning is we are going to be looking back on 2020, but we're going to do that in order that we can move then well into 2021. So let me ask, how was 2020 for you? If you had to boil the experience that you had of this past year down into just one sentence, how, what would that sentence be? I was thinking about that this past week, and so I started nosing around to find what others have been saying about this past year, boiled down into one sentence. Maybe you can relate to some of these. One person said, 2020 was like looking both ways before you cross the street and then getting hit by an airplane. Or maybe this next one, um, you can understand. In 2020, the coronavirus turned us all into dogs. We roam the house looking for food. We're told no if we get too close to strangers, but we get really excited about car rides and walking. (laughs) Or if those of you who've got young kids still at home with you, Maybe you can relate to this one. One dad said, if there's one thing that scares me more than an apocalyptic end to the world, it's the possibility that if my kids fail at homeschooling, they have to retake it. (laughs) Regardless of what your experience of this past 12 months has been like, we probably would all agree that 2020 has been a year that has been incredibly challenging and probably more than a little stressful for us. It's, bought, it's brought to us a constant stream, a constant stream of uncertainty, of instability, of probably frustration, as well as a stream of disappointments. And for many of us, it has left us feeling that we have been lied to and exploited, which means we're entering 2021 at times maybe feeling exhausted, maybe fed up, and maybe more than just a little cynical with authority. I think we all could use a fresh start. And so that's what we're going to be doing this morning. We are going to try to look and see how we can receive from the Lord a fresh start as we come into 2021. Now, back in November, maybe you started hearing it too. People started, as they anticipated the end of the year, started saying things like, well, I just can't wait to turn over the calendar page and enter 2021 and see 2020 in the rearview mirror. The implication with that message is that there was a hope that in literally turning over a calendar page into the new year that everything would be different, that adding a new digit on the end of the year Uh, would bring a restoration of stability and sanity and, and that everything would be normal again. But is that realistic? Is that realistic? What power does turning the page of a calendar over have over your life? How does starting a new orbit around the sun change what we've been living with for the past year? A new year does not necessarily guarantee that we're going to be experiencing new circumstances. 
But a new year can mean a new you. How? Well, we're going to be using the next four Sundays, not just today, though today is the foundational start of it. We're going to be using the next four Sundays to try to recover what I would call a biblical sense of hope. We're going to explore that our confidence should not rely on our circumstances being less inconvenient, but in having a different mindset about each and every day. That our sense of balance, our sense of joy, our sense of purpose has less to do with what's going on around us and has more to do with what's going on inside of us. So let me just put it out on the table. Here's my intention for over the next four weeks. I want us to enter into 2021 with the ability to be more proactive and less reactive. I want us to live out of our calling that we are God's beloved children that are a part of a larger story that is unfolding around us. And so I want to remind us of three key elements that are part of biblical hope that will give us a mindset that will help guard and guide us regardless of what's happening around us. So this is a morning where we're going to sweep the decks. This is a morning where we're going to reformat our soul's hard drive, where we're going to try to get rid and delete all of those negative heart attachments to the past year and to receive a fresh start from the Lord. But let me tell you, this morning is going to be a very different kind of a worship experience for you. Uh, it's going to ask you to engage at a heart level that may feel a little uncomfortable, but it will take us all someplace that is long overdue. So I ask you to trust me, and I ask you to engage deeply in this coming service. So where does a fresh start begin? Well, it begins by helping us or having us get our eyes on our wonderful and magnificent Lord. So would you please stand? And I want to read a few verses from Psalm 97 as you stand, and then we're going to sing. But let these words out of Psalm 97 be our anthem. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. Oh, let's sing about that in these opening songs together.
we're looking back so that we can look forward. And we have to admit that 2020 was a hard year on all of us. It could be because we were watching the spread of the virus pandemic around the world. There was and still is social unrest, um, economic uncertainty. I mean, even vacillating school closures. And on top of all that, there was a raucous election year. In just a minute, we're going to be taking a time for some personal reflection. A time to think back and remember what it was like for you personally over the last 12 months. You were given a card as you came in that's in the bulletin, and you're going to need that, and hopefully you've got a pen with you, because you're going to need to want to write some things down on this card. Um, If you're watching online, please take a moment and grab a piece of blank paper and a pen so that you can join us in the rest of the service. And I want you to think back on 2020 and write down a couple of things. First of all, you may want to be writing down uh, in a moment, what were those major upsetting issues that you faced? It it could be simple, or not maybe simple, but it, it could have been very obviously that you faced a health crisis this last year, or it was the health crisis of someone that you loved. It could have been the death of someone close to you. Um, Maybe it was a job loss. Maybe it was a job change. Um, Maybe it was the interim issues that surfaced during 2020 here at Lakewood. Or maybe it was having to juggle your lifestyle for the sake of your kids' education. These are major events that were very upsetting and unsettling to us. In just a few moments, I want you to take that pen, and I want, to, I want you to start writing these major issues down, if that's what you faced. But it doesn't just relate to major issues. It can also be minor issues, uh, those little matters that we tend just to say, well, that doesn't, that's not such a big deal, and we walk on, or we stuff them down. Things like maybe plans that you had for 2020 that had to be canceled, that had to be postponed, or had to be radically changed. Maybe it's expectations that you had about this past year that completely fell apart. Maybe it was a significant conversation that you had with someone, and ever since then, that relationship has never been the same. Maybe it was something like COVID kept you from being able to attend your kids' sporting events, or maybe it was one of your children's senior year, they were starting, and now the whole season was canceled on them. You see, at one, any one of those minor issues by itself, you may not consider to be very consequential, but oftentimes we've not experienced just one, but a lot of those over the year And they become, if you add them all up, a kind of a suppressing weight on our heart. They almost become like a a number of small cuts that all together cause major blood loss. And whether it's a major issue or whether it's been a series of minor issues or a combination of all of them together, it's important to acknowledge, it's, a, it's, a, it's important to name it that we've experienced a significant level of disappointment, pain, and frustration through them. And so this morning, what I want you to do is I want you to name them by writing it down. 
And I'm going to give you a moment to be able to do that. But I want, so what I want you to do when we have the piano just playing quietly, I want you to think back on 2020. Maybe almost think back month by month if necessary to identify those major and minor issues. Maybe you want to ask yourself some questions, questions like this. What didn't go the way I wanted it to go? Of course, maybe you'll need two or three cards if you go there very long. <laughs> um, or maybe ask yourself, where have you gotten angry? Where do you feel you were blocked or thwarted this last year? What change occurred that you didn't want? Or what change didn't occur that you did want? Have you become more suspicious? Have you become more defensive? Have you become more aloof? What has caused you maybe to be discouraged or to feel paralyzed? Now, you might be thinking, Rick, why do I need to write this stuff down? Why do I need to identify even those small matters that were hurtful? Because we need to remember what Song of Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 15 tells us, it is the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. Can you name those little foxes that have run amok and spoiled things in your life during this last year? The path, the path towards a fresh start begins by naming it. So I'm going to want you to take some time and use this little card that you were given to write these things down. But before we do, let me just pray. Father, would you use these next few moments and may your Holy Spirit give us memory. Memory of those specific events that we need to name and write down on this card that's in our hands. Name it so we can identify it. Name it so that we can bring it before you in a few moments and, and have you meet us at that place in our heart where things maybe even still hurt, where there was disappointment, where there was frustration. Lord, would you just move in each one of our lives here in these next few moments. Bring to memory those things that we need to write down, please. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Once we look back, in order to name it, then there's a second step to, towards a fresh start that can be given to us, 
And it's not necessarily an easy one. It may be something you've never really done much about, and that is to grieve it. If you look at your list that you wrote down on the card, more than likely many of the things that you wrote down there reflect a loss in your life. And it is totally normal and it is totally natural for us to grieve the things that we've lost. I mean, we just sang the song and it started out with, there is strength within the sorrow, there is beauty in our tears, and you meet us in our mourning with a love that casts out fear. So why don't we do what David encourages us to do in Psalm 62.8 when he says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So let's just take a few moments in private prayer. Take that which you've written down and tell the Lord, just as the psalmist did over and over again in the Psalms, that what you wrote down, how much it hurts. Tell the Lord how deep your disappointment goes. Tell Him how you're still grieving what was lost. Take a few moments and just tell Him about these things from your heart. prophet Isaiah, in speaking about our Lord hundreds of years before he even came, said he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And when we read in the Gospels, we see that that pops up many times. He was grieved over Jerusalem when he knew Jerusalem was not going to accept him but would reject him as king. He was grieved just before that at Lazarus' death. He was grieved at his disciples when they seemed to be so hard-hearted and didn't get what he was trying to teach them. It grieved him when the rich young ruler walked away from the good news that could have saved him. Grieving is part of just being human. It's being real. But we don't stay there as our Lord meets us in where we hurt and where we've been disappointed and where we grieve. There's another step to take um, in moving towards a fresh start in 2021. And it's not an easy step, like maybe grieving things is not an easy step for us. And that next step is something that involves confession. Now, you might think, confess, I mean, confess what? Um, I mean, after all, Pretty much everything that happened to me in 
2020 was not my choice. Um, and yet, where we did have a choice is in our response to the events that we experience. How many of our responses to the events of 2020 have not been godly ones? They have not been Christ-like ones. Instead, what we did is we chose sinful ways in our attempt to manage our pain, manage our frustration, manage our, our disappointment. For example, maybe with so much that felt out of control, then we started to micromanage. <clears throat> uh, we became control freaks to, to try to handle that which we could seemingly try to control. With so much pain, it's so easy for us to begin to self-medicate this last year in order to just feel good about something. And so, as a result, did we look for an immediate sense of gratification by going towards food, by going towards drinking, by going towards pornography, by going towards maybe even drugs. Maybe you've responded more in 2021 with strong sense of anger or strong sense of sarcasm, maybe with a self-centeredness of, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm taking care of me. Maybe there was a belittling arrogance or a contempt of others. Or maybe it was just simply by withdrawing, by pulling back from relationships, pulling back from church community, tuning out the news, or even adapting just an attitude of just resignation. This is a time to look over your list. And ask the Holy Spirit to do what He can do so well for our good. And that is put His finger right on where each of us needs to confess and to ask for the Lord's forgiveness. Again, remember what Psalm 130, starting in verse 3, says, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to do His work. For Him to specifically reveal to us our sin of where we have not responded well in this last year. And then to ask Him to forgive us of our sin. Let's just take a few moments here and just do that kind of work and connect with the Lord. whether we sing it in a song or whether we read it in Romans, His grace is greater than all our sin.
And that's why it's so important for us to remember 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us all our sins and then cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Church, if you have humbly come before him and confessed and asked for his forgiveness, you are forgiven. And the reality of forgiveness and the fresh start that our God wants to give us this morning in Jesus Christ as we enter this new year is literally grounded in what happened at the cross. How fitting it is then for us to begin 2021 on this first Sunday by celebrating communion together. If you have your Bibles with you this morning or take your, your uh, device and open, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that well-known passage where Paul talks about what he received from the Lord about communion and celebrating communion together. I'm going to begin reading in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 11. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a person examine himself and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And that is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. Now, did you, did you, did you see or did you hear that twice in those opening verses, he mentions, do this in remembrance of me? Why does he emphasize that? Why is remembering... So important here. Because we're so prone to forget. Most every one of us on a daily basis suffers from a form of spiritual attention deficit disorder. And we know this about ourselves. And in so many ways, we then try to counteract it uh, because we're prone to forget. So we want to remember in two different directions. We want to remember things that are coming yet ahead, but we also want to remember things that have already happened. So when it comes to things that we lie ahead, that lie ahead, what do we do? We use post-it notes. We'll get out our phone and use the task list or open up a calendar and, and, and put in an event there or literally take out a physical calendar and with a pen write down places where we need to be at a certain time or things that we need to remember that we need to do. But then when we look at the past, we do the same thing. We want to we keep memory alive about certain things. So we open up our phone and open up our, our photo app and look at photos that we took of past events, or we actually look at physical photos in our hands, or we look at, at them at our wall. Maybe you've done like I've done. I've been somewhere like last Christmas. I was up in Breckenridge, Colorado, and I bought a special T-shirt because I wanted to remember something that would commemorate that event. 
I wanted to remember how important that time was and the difference it made in my life. How special that moment was to us. We use things to remember what's happened. And that's exactly as we come in a few moments to take these communion elements, what our Lord wants us to do. He wants them to remind us of what has happened and what will yet happen ahead of us. Yeah, the communion elements are a reminder of what's happened. As we've just finished celebrating Advent, God came to earth personally to be with us. Deity took on flesh. And he did that not just so that he could relate to what we go through, which is important, true, but he did it for another reason. He did it to redeem us. In other words, the price of our rescue was his body being broken for us. So at the cross, Jesus physically was our substitute. His body took on the agonizing punishment that each one of us deserved to have to go through. But he was more than just physically beaten. He also bled out for us. That's why it's important to remember Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. A sacrifice had to be made, and it was the ultimate sacrifice, a life for another life. And the communion elements, they're there to jog our memory about all this that has happened in the past so that we don't forget them, and especially forget how personal this all is for us. Again, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24, Jesus says, I do this for you. Yeah, the communion elements help us to remember what happened in the past, but they also are a reminder of what is yet to happen. Verse 11, look at, I mean, chapter 11, look at verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We remember the past and we remember what is yet to come. He died for me and he is coming back for me. So the future is not up for grabs. The future is not out of control. He died and he rose from the dead. Physically, he is now also going to come back and return to come get us. We can't afford to forget that. We can't afford to forget either what's happened in the past, what will happen yet in the future. So a fresh start as we come into 2021 involves letting these elements that we're going to take in just a few moments remind us of what happened and what is yet to happen ahead. And so this morning, to celebrate communion, we're going to do things just a little bit different. We're going to dismiss you row by row to come forward to get the communion elements. But as you come forward, I want you to consider doing something else. You may not be able to see it from where you sit, but up here in front of the cross is a little table, and there are some hammers, and there's a bucket full of nails. I'd like for you to consider doing something, and that is if you used this card to write down and name some of the things that have been so hard in 2020, that you've grieved it, that you've confessed your maybe uh, sinful responses to it, then do you want as a physical act to express your desire for a fresh start, to come and nail this card to the cross. Because that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. 
Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, we're told God has forgiven us our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. So in just a few minutes, you're going to be dismissed to come forward. And do you need to come forward and as an act of faith, as you come forward to get the communion elements, first of all, do you need to take a left-hand turn, bring your card, grab a nail, grab one of the hammers, and nail it there first before then coming across and several elders will be there to serve you communion. As you come forward, take the elements, go back to your seat, wait, and then we'll all take them together. So I'd like to invite the elders, if they would, to come forward at this time. And as they come forward to get ready to serve you, but also to come forward to dismiss you, Rod Boy Roe, let's first of all pray. Father, we want to just express our gratefulness and thankfulness to you for your incredible love and the, ex the extreme extent that you went through to show your love and to rescue us. And Father, may these communion elements not only point us backwards to that, but also point us forward. And Father, would you use these next moments as we physically act in coming forward. May this physical act be an act of faith, of saying, Lord, would you please give me a fresh start as I enter into 2021 as we celebrate your broken body for us, as we celebrate the shedding of your blood for us. Father, may you powerfully use this time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
were sitting there waiting while everybody came forward, what was going through your mind as you heard the nails being driven? I'm sitting down here in front. I'm just, what, when I, every time I heard the, nam- the hammer hit the nail, I'm, I'm hearing the word forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. Why? It's more than just a declaration. It's a reality. Because on that very night, historically happened, our Lord with his disciples, he took bread and he broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then after supper, he took the cup, and in the same way, he said, this cup represents the new covenant, literally the new relationship between us from now on, which is in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he pointed him forward, and he said, for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. (laughs) Our God has plans that span generations. As hard as it may seem for us, 2020 was not a hiccup in his plans at all. He is still on the throne. He is still ruling. And he still invites us to draw near to him. And so let this last song that we sing be just that, a song that expresses our desire to want him to have all of our hearts. Would you please stand as we sing this final song? As we get ready to leave, just remember that the elders will be in the back taking a special offering. If you would like to contribute to that, we would encourage you to do so. But again, remember the words from Hebrews as our benediction this morning, that now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen. God bless. You are dismissed.